Support for Today Explained comes from BetterHelp. What do you do when your social battery is drained? Do you push through and silently resent your friends? I'm laughing because maybe. Or maybe just scream into a pillow all night. I <laughs> don't do that. But if you do, that's fine. Not, not judging you. Therapy can help you build more awareness of what you need and when. BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy with licensed professionals. Scheduling is convenient and finding a therapist suited to your style is quick and easy. You can find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash explain today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash explained. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Super Bowl is this Sunday in Los Angeles. The Cincinnati Bengals could win it for the first time ever. Happy for Cincinnati. The Los Angeles Rams will be there. And I love a Ram. Queen Mary J. Blige and King Kendrick Lamar are scheduled for the halftime show. I'll definitely be watching that. Maybe the only person you'd expect to be there who will not be there is Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., a.k.a. Tom Terrific. Maybe the greatest football player ever. I don't think that there's any argument otherwise. He has won the most Super Bowls of any quarterback ever. More Super Bowl wins than the Patriots and the Steelers franchises. He has thrown more touchdown passes than anybody. He's thrown for more yards than anybody. He's won more games than anybody. Tom Brady, most wins all time for a quarterback in NFL history. You know, he's been to 10 Super Bowls. So it's hard to judge eras, but clearly... There's a case to be made that he's not only the greatest quarterback ever, but he is the greatest player in professional football history. Up until just recently, I felt that Joe Montana was the greatest quarterback that ever played the game. I now reserve that right for Tom Brady. But I think that what we're missing when Tom Brady retires goes beyond that. He was a kind of his own unique force. (laughs) There was a kind of certainty to him when he was on the field. Whereas, like, over the course of his career, he became the guy that you wanted with the ball in his hands in any given situation. With a lead, on third down, when you're behind, after a turnover, in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, (laughs) in overtime, everything. Here's the bottom line. Seven Super Bowl championships. He did it in his 20s. He did it in his 30s. He did it in his 40s. There is no greater winner. He was so unique that he had this ability to not only win games, but almost kind of force the opponent to lose them, (laughs) to do these uncharacteristic things. And so I think that when he left, you know, that to me is one of the biggest voids that we're going to miss. We're going to miss that certainty because it's really been there for a long time and it's easy to take for granted. Hmm. Well, I want to ask you more about what made him so great. But first, I think we have to address the fact that you can throw a rock and hit someone who hates this guy for being such a legend and such an exceptional 
football player. Tom Brady, you suck booty. You ugly. You suck. You throw like a fat lady with a flabby arm and a little girl butt face. Hashtag Tom Brady. Hashtag suck. I can't think of another legend in another sport who's as hated as Tom Brady. Can we be real for a moment? Is there really anyone you'd rather see dropped in a vat of rendered bacon fat than Tom Brady? Why is there so much hate, Seth? Man, this could take up the entire podcast. I think that when he first came into the league and his rise, going from this sixth rounder who sat on the bench his first year to winning a Super Bowl his first year as a starter only because the quarterback who was starting for the New England Patriots almost died in a collision. He goes on, you know, to win three Super Bowls in his first four years. He's dating Bridget Moynihan, who's, you know, a pretty successful actor and kind of becomes a sex symbol. That rise was so steep that I think that there was always going to be a backlash. And the backlash really started to happen for him personally in late 2006 and him professionally in late 2007. He and Bridget Moynihan broke up. He started dating Giselle Bündchen. And then their relationship takes his celebrity into another level. And pretty soon it comes out that Bridget Moynihan is pregnant and it's their baby. And you know, Brady was everyone's all-American. You know, he was the type of guy that would be eating Wheaties and maybe even be on the Wheaties box. <laughs> but the fact that he looked like someone who could leave a pregnant ex-girlfriend, even though he didn't know that she was pregnant at the time, I think created some of the backlash. Then, first game of the 2007 season, word breaks that the Patriots are being investigated for illegal filming of the opponent's signals. And this sets off the scandal known as Spygate. In this report, among other things, we learned this. Originally, Spygate was believed to have been eight games taped between 2000 and 2007. But the National Football League's investigation, according to ESPN, was that the Patriots were involved in illegal taping of 40 games. You remember Roger Goodell pretty early as a commissioner punished the Patriots before viewing the evidence. The NFL fined Belichick himself half a million dollars. His team, half that, and they'll forfeit some draft picks. And then after the league executives viewed the evidence, the tapes, they actually destroyed them. NFL employees stomped on cassettes of 40 games, literally stomping plastic pieces of the cassette on the floor. They then took notes that were accumulated by Bill Belichick's assistant, Ernie Adams, and they put him in the shredder. The fact that the Patriots had been cheating basically during their entire run I think added another layer of hatred to Tom Brady because we had become accustomed to anytime there was greatness, there was something lurking behind it that was kind of dark. We had seen it a little bit with baseball and the steroids era. We see it with NCAA champions. So this was like the football version of that. Right. Then the Patriots kind of just, and Brady really, embraced just being hated. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were just more comfortable kind of embracing their inner ruthless asshole. Hmm. And... Then later in his career, the hatred to Brady comes in different forms. It comes with another, you know, cheating violation in which he suspended Deflategate. The NFL, of course, still wants Brady to acknowledge that he did play a role in Deflategate and then failed to cooperate with the league's investigation by destroying his cell phone. Brady and the Players Association maintained that he did nothing wrong and had no prior knowledge of the scandal. Look, the Patriots, as I reported in my book, they were deflating footballs. 
I don't think that it was this exactly a nefarious thing. I think that a lot of quarterbacks tamper with the footballs, but either way, they were doing it. Brady destroys his phone before he meets with investigators, and it was the most comical scandal in sports history. It was the most ridiculous and stupidest thing ever, but yet it lasted and almost went to the Supreme Court. <laughs> what made it so stupid? I mean, it's air pressure in footballs. <laughs> Hello. I'm Kip O'Shannon from Duxbury. On January 18th of this year, I followed the New England Patriots into Gillette Stadium. I gained access to the locker room, and I squeezed all the footballs wicked hard. That is why the balls were deflated. Like, it's great for physicists. I mean, like, the ideal gas law became sort of like this common vernacular among sports fans. And I think that it, you know, it took on this life of its own. And it speaks to kind of Brady and the New England Patriots and their power and their singular influence in society and culture that these scandals were able to take on lives of their own. Hi, I'm Chris Ludlow. I'm an engineer with Meade Technology Corporation in Medford, Massachusetts. Uh, today, we're going to weigh in on the Patriots deflate gate controversy and try to show uh, experimentally uh, how a football could lose pressure based on a, a change in temperature. And then, finally, you have Brady's foray into the business world. This morning, New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady is celebrating his 40th birthday, and we are revealing the cover of his new book, The TB12 Method. How to achieve a lifetime of sustained peak performance. It gives an inside look at how the football star stays in shape. What, what is TB12? TB12 is Tom Brady's lifestyle and wellness business. And it is based on tenets that I think are fundamentally healthy. It's based on a diet that's heavily plant-based and highly anti-inflammatory. Okay. It is based on a, a strength-gaining regimen that's largely, you know, substitutes weights for rubber bands. Uh -huh. And the key word in there that he, he loved to talk about is pliability, making your muscles soft, sort of like when you're a baby, hmm. um, so that you can withstand, you know, punishment, essentially. I love yeah. to work out. I love to train. And I love to eat good. You know why I love to eat good? Because it makes me feel better. And if I feel better, then I can work out more. If I can work out more, I go play soccer with my kids on a Saturday in the backyard and then go play a football game on Sunday. And the book itself was just loaded with all kinds of controversy. Okay, so I understand, talk about diet. I understand okay. my producer tells me that you said to him, I hate strawberries. Oh man. Okay. I hate strawberries. You hate strawberries, yeah. but you also told New York Magazine last year, I have never eaten a strawberry in my life. Yeah. Which is it, Tom? Do you hate strawberries? I hate the smell of strawberries. Okay, like that's... and you've never had a strawberry. Never. In the book, he not only reveals himself to be very limited, actually, in terms of his structure, in terms of his diet, but he made claims in there that were just kind of easy picking for people, like drinking enough water is in a preventative for sunburns. He made the case in there that if you follow the TB12 method, you can essentially play football pain-free. Did, did he like did he like invent this this fitness theory? Well, he kind of put it together. I don't think he invented it, but he and his body coach put it together and they branded it TB12 and it, you know, it's supposed to be this kind of all-encompassing way to live. Hmm. And, you know, Americans don't like being told what to eat or what to drink. And he was 
evangelical in telling people what he thinks they should eat and drink. And he wasn't necessarily wrong, but it came off as this kind of sports version of Tony Robbins. And it just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And a lot of the claims he made in his book were, were very easy to poke holes in. But either way, he puts this book out. And that, I think, added another layer to Tom Brady hatred. Hmm. It's around this time, too, that people start to hate Tom because of potentially his politics, too. Is that fair? So during the 2016 presidential campaign, Brady met with the local media in Boston at his locker. And behind him was a Make America Great hat. And it was given to him by the owner, Robert Kraft, who was friends with Donald Trump. And I think that Brady is pretty apolitical. Like, I think he put it up there because he had become friends with Donald Trump. I met him in 2001. He, in 2002, he asked me, after I won my first Super Bowl, to, to go judge a Miss USA competition. And, you know, Trump was around the Patriots a lot. You know, Trump has talked about how, you know, he felt like you could have had Tom Brady as a son-in-law rather than, rather than Jared Kushner. <laughs> and I think Brady put it in his locker naively, not thinking that it was going to create a stir. There's zero win in anything in regards to that because it's, it's politics. It was given to him by Robert Kraft. He thought it was cool that his buddy was running for president. And that was that. I think I got brought into a lot of those things because it was so polarizing. I think that all of this stuff, the Patriots being Trump's team, really came into focus around Election Day when Donald Trump read a letter from Coach Bill Belichick at a campaign rally. So he writes, Coach Belichick, congratulations on a tremendous campaign. You have dealt with an unbelievable slanted and negative media and have come out beautifully, beautifully. And, you know, that created a huge news stir that went beyond the sports world. Belichick, the guy who, you know, will cut a player if he thinks that he creates a distraction for the team before a game. Mm -hmm. So the entire idea of the Patriots being Trump's team, I think, really came into focus there. And that letter caused problems. You know, a lot of the players on the team were angry with Coach Belichick that he would endorse someone who had pretty clear racial overtones to a lot of his speeches, was a divisive figure, and, you know, deemed the hopes and the dreams of a lot of people who weren't white expendable. And a lot of players were very angry about that. They threatened to boycott practice. Brian Flores, who now is filing a discrimination lawsuit against the NFL, was an assistant coach with the Patriots at the time. He had to go to Coach Belichick and say, Coach, this isn't okay. Just so you know, guys are upset. You need to address this. When Coach Belichick did address it in front of the team, he re it didn't really help him. And that was a problem that stayed with the team. And I think that Brady was kind of wrapped in on that, even though I don't think that he was as politically motivated in endorsing Donald Trump as Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick seemed to be. And in <laughs> fact, his wife came out publicly and said that she and her husband did not support Donald Trump. Okay, so from the diet to the cheating to the dating this model and leaving her for another model to, to the politics, there's a host of reasons people may very well not like Tom Brady. But one that we haven't talked about is that he just wins a lot, right? I think that that's one of the main reasons people hate Tom Brady is no matter what is thrown at him, 
The one constant is that it is more likely than not that Tom Brady will come out on the winning side of an NFL game, no matter the stakes. Tampa now. I'm a Florida baby. Yeah, they got boats parades in the water and the <laughs> sunshine. And girls wearing these little bikinis. Support for today explained comes from Mint Mobile, the only cell phone that tastes good. When the deal is too good to be true, there's probably a catch, right? That incredibly cheap flight to Europe? You probably can't bring a bag or pick your seat or use the restroom. So when I tell you that Mint Mobile offers wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three month plan, you're probably wondering what's the catch? Well, according to Mint Mobile, there is no catch. According to Mint Mobile, it's only 15 bucks a month and their plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, you can go to mintmobile.com slash explain. That is mintmobile.com slash explain. You can cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash explain. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three month plan only speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details support for today explained comes from ramp this ad goes out to all the finance professionals looking for love i'm just kidding looking for a better way to simplify business finance across expenses vendor payments and accounting into all the accountants Tired of the same old finance software, Ramp may be the answer you've been looking for. Ramp is the corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. So what does that mean? Well, according to Ramp, they give finance teams unprecedented control and insight into company spending. Issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions. Automate expense reporting so you don't waste time. Ramp says its accounting software automatically collects receipts and categorizes your expenses in real time so that you don't have to. That could put an end to chasing down receipts and to your employees spending hours submitting expense reports. And now you can get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash explained, ramp.com slash explained, ramp.com slash explained. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank. Members FDIC. Terms and conditions do apply. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? We even had a local combine in San Francisco where the kids from the local colleges or the local high schools can come by and have a workout. And Tom was there. And Tom, to be quite honest, did nothing <laughs> that would say, hey, we need to draft this guy. Seth, what's the most incredible thing about Tom Brady's football career? I think that it happened. At the Combine, when you watch Tom, 
<laughs> People talk about him like he was a gangly. Looked like having ever seen a weight room. Unathletic. One of the slowest quarterbacks in the combine. Nerd who happened to become the greatest quarterback ever. Did his coaches at Michigan really stand on the table and say, this is the greatest thing since Joe Montana? No. He was a really good athlete. And that's been clear. I mean, he was drafted to be a major league baseball player. He was weighing scholarship offers from USC, from Illinois, from Michigan. I mean, those are big programs that he went to. And yet, all of this was wrapped in a kind of unimpressive body. This is the scouting report that was written before the draft. Poor build, very skinny and narrow, get pushed down more easily than you'd like, lacks mobility, and the ability to avoid the rush. Lacks a really strong arm. And it's lucky he got drafted at all. It kind of all says the same thing, doesn't it? I mean, basically they're saying that I don't look like an NFL quarterback. But he's someone who understood the fragility of success in the game that he tried to be great in. He almost went undrafted. Hmm. And so Brady comes to the Patriots and he trained himself that if he made any mistake, it might be the end of his career. And clearly it created the greatest football player ever, I think. But that mentality didn't go away as he became more successful. And in fact, it kind of intensified. But like that being said, he didn't just win at the Patriots, right? I mean, he had like a 10-year drought at the Patriots. So it wasn't that they weren't winning. I mean, I think he was a unanimous MVP one of those years, the first unanimous MVP, but they were coming up just short. Tom Brady's on the downside of his career, and, and if you ask me if he'll ever get to another Super Bowl, I have one answer. No way, no how. And when I wrote my book, It's Better to Be Feared, that was actually one of the periods I focused the most on because the Patriots had their rise, and then they had this plateau, <laughs> this period where they had peaked out at almost the highest level. The ones that we lost obviously are very painful. It's, you know, you, and you put a lot into it. And, uh, you know, when it doesn't go well, and you know, you wake up the next day and you're, you're thinking it was a nightmare. Belichick and Brady really went back and reinvented themselves to try to make it so that late in the fourth quarter of Super Bowls, they were playing and coaching at their very best rather than coming up just short to, you know, Eli Manning's Giants. Manning loves it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. And I think that that's one of the most fascinating periods ever because being better than 99.8% of people who play pro football and coach pro football wasn't good enough. Mm. And how do you make up the difference? It's an amazing question. And how they did it, I think was really remarkable because it set the stage for everything that's happened since. Because he does do it. He overcomes this this drought, this inability to win another another championship. Absolutely. And there was a there was a couple pivotal moments. I think that one of them was in the 2015 playoffs. They were playing the Baltimore Ravens in Gillette Stadium and midway through the third quarter the Ravens are up by 14 points. And it just looks like another year the Patriots are going to get bounced in the first game of the playoffs. But Belichick unveils these funky formations where they put a displaced receiver out. Tight end Michael Ho'omanawanui appeared to line up as the fifth lineman, but he was actually eligible and left uncovered by the Ravens. Don takes the snap, throws down the middle for the Hooman. He makes the catch, barreling out to the 
We put it in that week. We got a coaching staff that's always ahead of everything. And, you know, it worked. It, you know, it, it made those guys a little, little, little boggled. The Patriots get back in the game. They score two touchdowns really fast in the third quarter. Sure enough, this thing's tied. Brady leads them down on a drive to win the game at the end. And that really reignited the dynasty. Hmm. Three weeks later, they're playing the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl, down by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Brady leads them on two, you know, successive drives to put them ahead. Hmm. Malcolm Butler makes that famous interception at the goal line to win the game. And Patriots go on to win two more Super Bowls, and Tom Brady himself goes on to win three more. And and at this point, a lot of fans of Tom Brady— and just of the league in general, they just can't even imagine Tom Brady playing for another team, right? He's he's a Patriot through and through. He's an honorary son of Boston. And then he leaves. You know, the way the fan base in Boston rallied around him around Deflategate really turned him into a son of Boston. But there was always going to be a collision between Tom Brady's desire to play football and Bill Belichick's instinct at knowing the right time to move on from a player, even someone like Tom Brady. And the last couple years in New England, even though they were winning a lot, there were just problems in the building between Coach Belichick and Tom Brady over the TB12 method, over Tom Brady's contract, over Belichick's kind of emotionless pursuit of victory at times and Brady's desire to be in a more positive atmosphere. And that was a shadow as they kept winning the last couple of years in New England. So how does he make the decision to go to Tampa Bay? Everything is full go. The contract is signed. Tom Brady now officially a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so let's rewind to August of 2019. The Patriots are about to defend their sixth Super Bowl championship. And Tom Brady wants a contract a multi-year contract for a fair market value that will take him into playing until his mid-40s. And the Patriots are just not willing to do it. Even though Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft should have known better than anybody else in this earth that underestimating Tom Brady is usually a mistake, hmm. they refused to commit to him long-term. And Brady had just had it. He ends up signing a deal that allows him to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. And 48 hours after that deal was announced, word leaks that he and Giselle Bündchen have put their Boston area house up on the market. Hmm. So he knew that he was leaving. He knew that 2019 was going to be his last year. And, you know, he had all these things that he wanted. He wanted a team that would embrace him and all of his, <laughs> you know, crazy and greatness. He wanted a team that was close to New York so we could see his son, Jack, who lives with his mom, Bridget Moynihan. And I think he just wanted an atmosphere that was a little looser, was a little bit more fun. It was a little bit like going from Harvard to Florida State. And I think that that's what appealed to him about Tampa Bay. When you spoke to teams around the league, what seemed to be the consensus was that Tom Brady was looking for a quote-unquote collaborative approach. When I was a kid, I went out on the street and played with my friends, and I threw the ball to them, you know, and they threw the ball to me. And here I am, like, 44 years old, and I'm still playing. And, like, you just go, how did that happen in my life, you know? Like, there's nothing better in the world. There's so much focus on Tom Brady, but one thing I think you get once he goes to Tampa Bay, 
is that he's ultimately a team player, right? He's a pretty good teammate. Yeah, he's always been a good teammate. It's one of the most remarkable things about him is that, like, he is all there has been a humility with him that I think is is really interesting and rare, and it's not for show. Yes, he knows that he's Tom Brady, and yes, people treat him differently. But I think that at his heart, even as his celebrity increased and his age increased, he once told me he felt like he was more like the team dad <laughs> at some point, you know, trying to like learn the music that everyone's listening to nowadays and telling the, the younger players on the team to not go out and party too hard after games and get a lot of sleep instead because it would help their recovery. <laughs> and he knew that they would just ignore him. But I think that like there was a genuineness with him that, you know, he understood better than anybody that football is a team game. And it is. As great as he is, there's a lot of things that have happened in his career that if his teammates don't make the big play, we're viewing him very differently. How does team dad finally decide to retire? Football's a hard game. <laughs> it's it's hard to play. He had been playing it for 22 years, and only he knows what it takes to be that great in his mid-40s in football, a sport that's designed to bring you back to earth. And it's all-encompassing. Like, his wife, who has made her opinion clear for years that she wants him to walk away, you know, in the offseason, she would say, you know, is this a Tommy day or is this a family day? <laughs> because is, she's saying, is he going to be up at 6 a.m. working out, doing this, not attentive, up at 11, reevaluating how to throw the ball a little bit better, footwork techniques, you know, What's he doing today? And I think for the longest time, he tried to do both. He tried to be an attentive dad and husband, and he tried to be the greatest quarterback that we've ever known in, in all of the, the work that it takes to be that. And I think that it just, all of it just got tiring for him. And even in retirement, he gets a whole lot of love and a whole lot of hate. A lot of the hate seems to come from Boston because they felt a little slighted by his announcement. 961 words. But he'll mention Alex Guerrero, his agents, Bruce Arians, and the coordinators Jason, in Tampa Bay. Jason Light. Jason Light. Like, he'll mention all those people and can't mention the Patriots. Do you think there'll be another quarterback who's able to accomplish what Tom Brady did ever? I'm not going to say never say never because records are made to be broken. But it's going to take so much luck for all the things to, that fell into place for Tom Brady to fall in place for other quarterbacks. I mean, even you see Patrick Mahomes off to this amazing start in Kansas City, essentially a Hall of Fame player after his first three years in the league. Even him, he hasn't been able to, to win a Super Bowl since 2020. And, you know, Brady had three Super Bowls by the time he was 27 years old. And then he kept going. And then he ended up winning four after that. It is so hard to win in the NFL. I think that Brady has made it look so easy for so long that we forget about how hard it is to win in the NFL. And he won at a clip that it's just mind-boggling to think about. Seven Super Bowls, <laughs> more than any other franchise, and 10 Super Bowls that he played in. It's just phenomenal. You think in a few years, Seth, when there isn't a Tom Brady type in the NFL year after year after year, Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, 
you think the haters will start to miss him? I think so. Because I think that, again, you know, look at his last game. They play the Los Angeles Rams, and they're down 27-3 to in the third quarter. And yet, nobody can turn off the TV. Because we know that if there's any human being capable of making this a game, it's Tom Brady. And sure enough, he did it. Brady looking the other way. Brady going deep down the right sideline. Evans, he makes the catch. He's in for the score. He was part of a comeback. It's like he makes the other team lose games. You have to play offense. You do. You have to play offense here. I know it's scary. I know it's Tom Brady on the other side. You have to play offense here. I mean, the Rams kept fumbling the ball and making dumb plays to make it easier for him. Second down and seven. Akers. Oh, he lost the ball! And the Buccaneers come up with it in the 30-yard line. But sure enough, that game was 27-27 to with a minute left. Brady's going to hand it off. It's Fournette! He's going to take it to the end zone! Rams obviously come back to win it. There's just nobody like that. That certainty, that force, there's nobody like that right now. And I think that we're going to miss that more than we realize. Seth Wickersham, he writes about football for ESPN. He's got a book all about Tom Brady and the Patriots. It's called It's Better to Be Feared. Find it where you find your books. You can hear more NFL coverage before the Super Bowl and after it on the SB Nation NFL show from the Vox Media Podcast Network, of which we too are a part. They have a morning update that's about 10 minutes or less and longer weekly episodes diving into everything from game analysis to betting and fantasy. You can find that where you find your podcasts. Our show today was produced by Tom Brady apologist Hadi Mawagdi, edited by Son of New England Matthew Collette, engineered by The Goat. Afim Shapiro and fact-checked by Laura Bullard, who used a lot of context clues. We use music from Breakmaster Cylinder and Noam Hassenfeld. Our Veep of audio is Liz Kelly Nelson. Our supervising producer is Amna Al-Sadi. I'm Sean Ramos from the rest of our team. Includes Halima Shah, Victoria Chamberlain, Will Reed, Miles Bryan, and Noel King, who's actually in a crumbling hotel room in Atlanta right now. Doing what, Noel? Reporting out a story for our thousandth episode. Give people a a taste. What are they going to hear? They're going to hear the tale of a fascinating divorce, a very high-stakes divorce in the city of Atlanta. We're going to kick off you joining the show with a story about divorce. (laughs) (laughs) It's how we do, Sean. And they stay there. And they stay there. I love it. Can't wait, Noel. Thank you. Thanks, man. That episode is coming Wednesday, February 16th. We're not making any Valentine's Day stuff for y'all on the 14th, which is Monday, but our pals over at Unexplainable are trying to figure out what love is this week on their show. They made a great episode. You're going to love it. Go find Unexplainable if you haven't already found it. You're going to love it.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.